Welcome to The Verb with Heather Hallman, where each week she explores a different life-changing verb in the Bible to connect you with Jesus and a new way to live each day. With your host, Dr. Heather Hallman. Welcome back to The Verb. I am your host, Heather Holloman, and I'm so excited to share with you another verb that may just change your life today, and it's that verb, consecrate, and it relates to the very last aspect of our chosen identity that I want to discuss to discuss with you today, and it comes straight out of 1 Peter 2.9, that we're a chosen people, and then that phrase that we're a royal priesthood. Now, last week, we looked at how the royal priest pronounces blessing in the name of the Lord, but also explains God's word to people. What a high and holy calling to be able to read God's word, know it, and explain it to other people. But there's this final aspect of what it means to walk in my life as a royal priest. And this is something that I learned as I searched the scriptures. And it's this idea that a royal priest consecrates his or her life. If you look at Exodus 29.1, it just says this, consecrate them so they may serve me as priests. Now you're going to see a huge parallel by the time we get to Romans 12.1 in the New Testament because it's this idea of offering yourself to the Lord, setting yourself apart without reservation for Jesus to do whatever he wants with your life. Now consecration is so powerful. It's you saying to the Lord, Jesus, everything I am, Everything I have, everything I will be belongs to you. My life belongs to you. And if you think about it, our life is not our own. We've been bought at a price because of Jesus. And to think about living a life of surrender to him. Now, before I get into Romans 12, 1, and this beautiful idea of what it means to live a life of surrender and consecration, I just wanted to say this. This does not come naturally to me. Um, I was a graduate student at the University of Michigan, and I, I just was having so many problems. You know, my Christian life was not going the way I wanted it to. And, you know, someone recently said many of the problems that we find in our Christian life are directly related to this concept of surrender. Surrendered Christians embrace their circumstances with joy because they're already surrendered. It's as if they've already died. They've just given themselves over to the Lord. So anything that happens to them, they just receive from the loving hand of God. Surrendered people know how to worship God in any circumstance, and they just live with this freedom and this peace that their life does not belong to them, and they've put it in the safekeeping of Jesus, in in the strong hand of the Lord. Now, as I was grappling with this issue um, quickly, Paul's words in the book of Galatians became a life verse for me because I thought this is the key to the Christian life. And it's Galatians 2.20 where Paul says this, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Can you imagine saying that? I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I would just walk around the campus of University of Michigan with my snow boots on in the freezing Michigan winter. And I would say, Lord, you need to take over my entire life. 
I've been crucified with Christ. The old Heather is gone. You just make me new. You take over. Everything belongs to you. I want to live a life of faith. And so by the time you start to explore Romans 12, 1, this is going to make a lot of sense in a second. This is what Paul says. Are you ready? Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Can you imagine being able to say that to the Lord? I offer my body as a living sacrifice. And it's just this beautiful moment where you you know you're part of a royal priesthood and royal priests were designed to consecrate their lives, to lay down their lives. And it's a really beautiful way to think, you know, this is what I was made to do, to offer my body as a living sacrifice. Now, remember, my favorite quote from the good Pennsylvania theologian A.W. Tozer says this, because many of you listening may think, I cannot possibly surrender to God like this. I want to control and direct my own life. I I don't want to give myself over to him. Now, I love what Tozer says when, when he says, God is so vastly wonderful so utterly and completely delightful that he can, with nothing other than himself, meet and overflow the total demands of our nature, no matter how deep and mysterious that nature is. Now, I want to give you some definitions of consecration, because if you're thinking, Lord, you are so wonderful, you are utterly and completely delightful, like that Tozer quote, what does it mean for me to consecrate my life. I want to live as that living sacrifice. So Ian Bounds says it like this. Full consecration is the highest type of a Christian life. It is the one divine standard of experience, of living, and of service. It is the one thing at which the believer should aim. Nothing short of entire consecration must satisfy him Never is he he to be contented till he is fully, entirely the Lord's by his own consent. Consecration is the voluntary set dedication of oneself to God, an offering definitely made and made without any reservation whatsoever. It is the setting apart of all we are, all we have, and all we expect to have or be to God, first of all. I read that and I just take a deep breath and I think, Lord, I want to dedicate my entire self to you. Now, you know, I love the devotional writer, Hannah Whittlesmith, and I just love finding kind of, you know, people of the faith who this wasn't, this wasn't just like a philosophical exercise for them. This was, this is how they lived. One day, Hannah Whittlesmith wrote this in her journal, you know, over 200 years ago, she writes this to the Lord. She says, I leave to you the ordering of my whole life. And with your help, I will follow you wherever you lead. I submit my whole being and life and all that I am and have and will be to your complete control and only ask that your will may be perfectly done in me, through me and by me. Take me and keep me, oh my God. Now, I want to live like Hannah Whittle-Smith because I know this. When I was at the height of my battle with postpartum depression and anxiety, I knew that I was not living a surrendered life because a source, a, a real source of depression is often this anger. 
anger toward turned inward anger about how my life was turning out. I had so much anger at the Lord. I had so much anger about what I was experiencing as a grad student. And, you know, anger, just anger, anger about certain memories and just you know, life was not going as I imagined. And and it even happened again, you know, when I turned 40 and I thought, is this the life, you know, that I always longed for? But listen to this, the life of surrender and consecration, what freedom, I cannot even describe to you the freedom that came into my heart when I was driving down a snowy road in Michigan, so depressed and I, and I felt the presence of the Lord. I just felt the presence of the Holy Spirit. It wasn't an audible voice, but the question was this, will you live the life I ask you to? Imagine God asking you that now. Will you live the life I ask you to? And when I just said to the Lord, yes, Lord, I will live the life you ask me to, even if my deepest fears come upon me. Y'all, I felt such freedom like never before because I had given myself without reservation to the Lord. I became a new person that day. And, um, you know, here's a quote that I often tell students when they're talking about how hard surrender is. I say, look, surrendering to God is hard. Not surrendering to God is harder. You can write that down in your journal. Surrendering to God is hard. Not surrendering to God is harder. Because like the great writer, you know, Daniel Defoe once said, we are instruments of our own destruction. Apart from the Lord, I will destroy my life. I know it. I'm so thankful that today we have the invitation to offer our bodies as living sacrifices and God will design the most beautiful life for you. It will be immeasurably more than you could ever ask or imagine. That ends the podcast today on what it means to be chosen and consecrated. I can't wait to talk to you next week where we're going to look at just some more special moments in scripture that relate to these powerful verbs. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to The Verb with Heather Holloman. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And remember, new episodes every Friday. This episode was brought to you by my friends at Moody Publishers. I have loved publishing my books with Moody because they donate every dollar of profit to the Moody Bible Institute. So when you purchase my book, you help train the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about my books with Moody Publishers at heatherholloman.com.